0: Thank you. Welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. This is Matt. This is Courtney. Hi Courtney. Hi. What are we talking about?
1: We're talking about the do-do's and don't-do's of Personalized Learning.
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Uh, first of all, I want to have a um, a shout out to KnowledgeWorks yes. who put us, uh, reviewed us uh, basically yeah. on their website. Uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But thank you very much for doing that.
1: Thank you so much, KnowledgeWorks.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of nice things. And they even said, I know what doo-doo means now.
1: I know, it's so good. So we're all <laughs> over
0: that. So that's fantastic. Thank you very much. Again, we'll put a link in the notes. Right. And follow KnowledgeWorks on Yeah. Twitter.
1: Another thank you, a second thank you to Getting Smart
0: yes they
1: also mentioned us in um one of their newsletters that goes out
0: they did as one of the the good podcasts that they listen to all the time and we were in the same sentence as radio lab <laughs> yeah
1: that blows me away that was really good <laughs>
0: uh, yeah we listened to radio lab and, and personalized all, I with Matt mad Cardi. It's <laughs> like mm, one of those things is not like the other uh but it was great so thank you very much for that thank also you. that uh we'll try to link to that somehow yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure it out All right, so, Courtney, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Okay, so today we decided we thought it was time. Let's talk about flexible grouping. Nice. I like this. All right. Um, First of all, why the word flexible and not just grouping?
0: Because it feels like rubber? (laughs) I'm guessing we can know. No. So if if we have just, like, Inflexible grouping. I assume the opposite yeah. is right. So maybe that would be uh, where I just group the kids in my own classroom.
1: Oh, maybe.
0: That's it. That's one. Maybe that's one, one way that to maybe, think about That could be
1: one way of, of inflexible grouping. Tell
0: me another way of inflexible. grouping. Oh, so
1: I think when I think about the difference between flexible and not <laughs> flexible grouping, <laughs> not flexible. Not flex, Inflexible would be the correct. Oh, one. there you go. Yeah. Inflexible. There we go. Is that um, inflexible grouping? I think the way I want to explain it is that a group forms around a particular purpose or need, and then as soon as any member of that group satisfies that purpose or need, they can leave the group. And if everyone in the group happens to satisfy the purpose or need at the same time, the group dissolves.
0: That sounds like perfect sense. For some reason,
1: okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that because that's Woo! really kind of like only the second time I've articulated that. So really, yeah.
0: Well, that that makes sense. Uh, I like the part where you said it's the group is put together for a purpose or a, a particular reason, right? And then the group stops, or not the group stops, but people are in and out of that yep. when they've met whatever that purpose is,
1: right? Exactly. Okay, so if we're yeah. talking
0: about like a set of learning targets, for instance, okay. Let's talk so about that. So we a make set of a group. We make a group around, let's say, three learning targets for, I don't know, for whatever. It doesn't really matter. It could be right, it one subject, could be multiple subjects, doesn't really matter. So the group is, is put together for that purpose. So they work through that group. Uh, say I'm in that group and you're in the group. Okay? Okay. We're, we're learners. So I'm in the group and I get all my foundational knowledge, I get my complex knowledge, I've provided some evidence mm-hmm. for that. Um, am I out of the group automatically because I've provided evidence?
1: Well, does the evidence show that you've mastered those targets?
0: Let's say yes.
1: Then yeah, you're out of the group.
0: And do I move on to other targets, or is it possible that I like the group so much I want to provide more evidence, I want to do something else? Let's say I I provided enough evidence to be uh, proficient Mm -hmm. at a three level, but I want to do something else, because I really like this, this is a really fun group, right? and I'd like to deepen that knowledge a little bit. The group's still going. With some other people in it. Okay. So why can't I just stay in it and move to a four?
1: Yeah, I think you totally could.
0: Or I could be out of the group and move be on the to the next class. one.
1: Yeah, or you might, like, this is going to get really, like, gnarly philosophical oh, yeah. pretty quickly. That's good. <laughs> like it's, well, so it kind of also depends on, like, the group. Are you Is the group you're talking about more feel more like a class? Or is it more like a project group? Or is it more like a strategic instruction group? If it's a strategic instruction group, meaning that like you, me, and a couple other learners really needed some intense focus on, or we were ready for these three targets, mm-hmm. the set of targets that we put together, um, it could be the case that your, the, need, the, the work you would be doing for the score four doesn't really fit with the purpose of the group anymore. So mm-hmm. you, might, you might come back and share us with us what you did, but you, there might be other kids in, in the class if, there's, if this is a, a subgroup of like a larger group of 20, mm-hmm. there might be other, and then you might start another flexible group with the other learners who are also doing the four.
0: That, I think, is where the flexibility yeah. really takes place yes. there, right?
1: Yeah, there's a, yeah. So as I have another analogy or another image to help think of another way you might be doing flexible groups. Nice. So, um, I hate this drill. I remember doing it when I played field hockey like in middle school and high
0: school. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I don't know what it's called, but basically like you're all running in a line and then the person at the back has to sprint to the front of the line.
0: I remember that drill. You know that, yeah, right? Soccer drills, I remember the same thing. Soccer drill, right, yeah. I don't
1: know what it's called, but it's a pretty, so everyone I think can visualize this drill in your head. So if you imagined that um, instead of people running, right, like it's blocks, Um, it's chunks of content. Um, So teachers would set up these chunks of content and then kind of put the kids in them And when the kids move through those chunks of content, the teachers go to the front to pick up the next chunk of content that's coming.
0: So I get that, that's pretty cool. Are you saying that we're assigning learners to what they need? Yes.
1: Yeah. That's kind of
0: bold, isn't it? It is, it's huge.
1: Well that's like the whole like it's a purpose, right? What they need is a purpose or a need.
0: And we need to Meet them at their needs. Yeah, yeah. we and say it a lot, but yeah. this is one way to actually see it in action.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah, so we've actually already talked about like two or two or three ways you might have flexible groups. Yeah, absolutely. In your classroom. Absolutely. Um, another way you might have flexible groups in your classroom is I'm going to call it an ad hoc group. Okay. So you picture you're in um, any class really. You've kind of given you know your mini lesson. You've introduced a task of some kind or a strategy or skill, and now they're off doing it and as you're walking around the room, you notice three kids are making a similar mistake. Pull them together, bam, flexible group, ad hoc, write that in there, correct them, get them back on track, send them going.
0: Surprisingly, this all just sounds like good instruction.
1: Surprisingly, flexible grouping is just good instruction. This should be easy. Right, I think, um, yeah, well I wanna say it is easy, but I don't, uh, it's, but not. it's not. But it's that's, not, easy. that's the key. It takes a lot of um, very careful planning and intentional planning, and you need to become a master of collecting evidence.
0: So is this something that I could do perhaps with, throw it out there, maybe my grade level teachers? So we, we, we do that together, that we look at that evidence and we shift those kids around according to what they need because now I have a bigger pool of students to work from and we have three teachers to work off. So yeah. this doesn't have to be just me in my classroom oh, by no, myself, no, right? Oh no, 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 no! Not this at all. This could be larger.
1: This could be larger. So here's my oh, absolutely. And I think I think it's a nice way to kind of start thinking about like here's the pool of learners, mm-hmm. and there are three or four of us, or however many teachers there are, to assign right, ourselves right. to the needs. And, and how do we and meet purposes, their needs? Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, th- I, don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. Here's my huge oh, caution. Well, good. <laughs> right. If I did, that would be, we'd have other problems, probably. That's probably um, true. Here's my huge caution. When teachers, it is easy to fall into the trap of um, tracking. Yes. When you do it that way. Because yes. what people tend to do is they do their initial sort in the beginning of the year, and then there's really very little movement once those groups were made and really what you've just done is created the high medium and low class
0: the bluebirds the crocodiles and and the the,
1: the freaking crows (laughs) there you go so
0: so that i can see that would be a very strong danger it's huge and that's why we try to emphasize the flexible grouping versus just grouping and regrouping yeah i think it's a better a better term because it keeps it front of mind
1: yeah Exactly, that's why I like flexible grouping for sure. And I think it's also, you don't have to have a, you don't have to group every day. Right. Like there's a lot to, like the reason why we have heterogeneous classes is because learners learn from each other. And they see each other's strengths and they learn those things. And um, so when you separate it out into high, medium, low, no one's getting to see the other strategies and other ways of thinking from the other groups.
0: I like that. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. All right, so we have an extended blog post that Courtney has written. We'll link <laughs> to that.
1: <laughs> That's an extended.
0: It's extended, blog. put it this way, it was extended enough that I was like, I'm going to read that later. Yeah. So, it was good. It's it's not that long.
1: Actually. It isn't that
0: long. Uh, but we will link to it. I'm going to try to figure out how to actually do links in our show notes so this awesome. works, you know, one step at a time. Yeah. All right, so what else we got for today? We
1: have a resource review corner.
0: Bringing back the jingle.
1: <laughs> it's amazing.
0: <laughs> All right, so Courtney, you've got one today. I'm going to do one next week.
1: I do have one today. This, the, My resource I'm going to review and recommend is called Making Hope Happen, Create the Future You Want for Yourselves and Others by Shane Lopez. Now, this sounds like a new agey self-help book.
0: Well, let me let me just like tangent off that for just one second. Yeah, do it. So, I told somebody else that we were reading this one. Yeah. Who works at a bookstore. Yeah. And she said, "You know, Matt, that's in the self-improvement section." <laughs> that's
1: right. And that does not sound
0: like you. <laughs> like well, no, it doesn't. However, the book is great. <laughs> So, it's not necessarily an <laughs> education book or a history book or something like that. It's in the yeah. self-improvement section. It, it's okay to go in there sometimes. It is
1: okay to go so in there sometimes. So, I don't, I Matt. walk
0: sometimes. I used to like walk around it so I didn't like come close. But why you don't get you get the
1: cooties? The <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: the, yeah. Geez, I don't want that. So, why don't you tell us why this book is, is super good?
1: Um, because so it talks about this idea as hope being. Um, A strategy and an an actual really useful important strategy for um, making your life happen like we talk about in personalized learning we talk about this phrase learner agency Mm -hmm. and you need to have hope in order to have agency like hope is the belief that the future will be different and that you can make it different um, and that there will be obstacles along the way. So it's like uh, the, book, it, the book is great. It kind of lays that all out. It talks, about, it talks about how you might use it in schools and how this applies nice. to all these things. And you can really see when you think about the kids who sit in front of us who are, who are disengaged and diject, you know, dijected, dejected and just not, not into school right now, like, well, chances are it's because they can't even envision their future. So um, that's part of what we need to be doing. And that's part of how we make personalized learning work. So important book to read if you are into personalized learning.
0: So go buy it again. Hopefully I'll have a link in the show notes yeah. and not screw this up.
1: Making Hope Happen, Create the Future You Want for Yourself and Others by Shane Lopez.
0: It's a nice little paperback, so it's not even that expensive. No, it isn't. Probably it's probably about 12 bucks. It's red bucks. and
1: white, it's very striking. There's balloons. I love balloons.
0: I think that's gonna wrap us up
1: today. <laughs> All right, we'll talk <laughs> next time. <laughs> that are the people 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 that are